So, so how's it going? Good, good, good. Been been busy, been busy. Got um, and a lot, lot of different projects that I'm that I'm working on. Um, all all soccer related now. So it's, it's all good. Just helping the the younger generation like um, get to that next level in their development and what they're trying to do. Right. And what's your what's your goal and vision with that? Because I've seen I've seen on Instagram uh, one of the things that you're working on or actually have up live right now is the globalsoccerpath.com. Yes, yeah, so I do a lot of private uh, private coaching, um, not just in person, but I also look at um, developing elite mindsets. So uh, probably the start of um, the start of last year, I kind of set up my own company, and it was, it was going to be a lot of just more private coaching. And then once um, COVID hit, I saw a lot of young players. They were lacking in motivation. They were lacking in um, in their drive, and they just kind of wanted to quit the game. So I kind of like changed everything up, um, started doing a lot of like Zoom calls and, and mentoring and and just getting people to know like their clarity of purpose of what they were, they were trying to achieve, why they're playing the game. And it goes, it goes, goes for something that's anything in life, right? You just got to have that clarity of purpose of what you want to achieve. So when things get hard, like it did during the time where COVID first hit and you couldn't play no games, it's like, why am I working hard? Why am, why am I going to go out and, and, and push and do something that maybe my teammate or my friend is not going to do, but I'm going to do it because I have a, I have, I have purpose, I have clarity of where I'm, what I'm trying to achieve by, by going out and doing it. Right, I 100% agree with you. And oh, how was the transition? Because I know you played for 12 years. I've seen that on Google. How was that transition from after playing for 12 years to the transition of being an entrepreneur for yourself? It's difficult. It's difficult. It's like there's nothing like playing professional football or professional soccer. There's there's, there's nothing like it. The changing room, just the, the hours you're working, mm-hmm. and then just coming into being, um, doing your own, like building your own businesses, and the the hours and that you have you have to put in is is the transition is completely is a completely different um, ball game. But what is great about it is there's so many transferable skills mm-hmm. that you can move. Just like having that discipline. Um, knowing about the um, just performance, just making sure that you're you're out there, you're, you're you keep turning up, you're you're getting things started, you're about to finish what you finish what you started, and stuff like that. So um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of transferable skills in, in going into into being an entrepreneur from just playing the game. And again, it's just like communication, like speaking to your team, um, speaking to clients. When you when you go into like a kind of like a sales environment, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like scoring that winning goal in a game. It's like or or protect it as if you're a defender. It's like it's like making that save or that last ditch tackle that wins you that game. It's the same. It's the, it's it's the same feelings. Now, one of the things like I, I tell young people is like um, sometimes it's not even a game that you that you're really interested in, right? Sometimes it's just I'm not interested. So you're interested in the game, but sometimes it's the, it's the feelings and the thoughts that come with playing the game. Right. Yes, you can get that in something else. You can get that in something that you're passionate about and, and doing something while you're fully engaged and you're in that kind of like flow zone. We're just in that zone where, yeah, you just you're just engaged in that in that activity. And so you can get the same feelings and emotions from other things aside from the game, right? The game is just one outlet that you have as a human. So I think um, just transitioning out the game now is like now me is finding my little niche and my little passion, things that I'm passionate about. That I can be fully engaged in and going out and just doing it every single day. 
Yeah, it sounds a lot like uh, fulfillment as well too, right? That is bringing you a lot of fulfillment. Yeah, hundred percent. There's a, there's a lot of reward, obviously, in terms of like giving back and and and, and seeing people and young people develop and, and take themselves to the next level. And it's sometimes it's like I work with a kid, um, and it's not their soccer that actually um, they develop. It's out it's outside of that because again, it's just having that clarity of purpose of what they're trying to achieve. So sometimes it's, it may not be the soccer that gets to that next level and what they want to do. Right. but they actually really find their passion because I make you go like more deeper into yourself and know what you really want. And I think that's the, I think that's the key element in, in, in life in general is like kind of know what you want. And then I tell people at young is like have a 20 year plan. It's like, even if you become a pro soccer player, what does that pro soccer career give you post the game? Right. So again, it's that transition out of the game. Maybe you have 10, 15 years at your top, top level but you still got another 40 years left of life. It's like, can you then become, what does, what does that game give you? What does, what does football, what does soccer give you um, beyond, beyond just playing on the field? So um, that's what I kind of um, go with my program in, in terms of like just that high performance and elite, and elite mentality and it's beyond the game. What does it give you? Right. And uh, I was wondering how much, how much was that? Do you have different packages? How many packages do you, do you have? Or is it just one package? Yeah, it's, 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 it's different packages. I, I speak to every individual uh, based on kind of what they need. So there's, there's not necessarily what's on the website now because that, that, that doesn't need to be updated, which will be updated soon. But there's, um, there's, a, there's a whole different things. It includes like um, creating the right habits. It's like, um, like goal-getting guides. It's like even work um, with a psychologist and work with a hypnotist because sometimes you have these limiting beliefs and sometimes you have these blocks and I'm not a psychologist and I, I, I like, yes, some of the stuff I do is mind related, but I'm not a trained psychologist. So I was like, okay, if there's something that's really blocking you or blocking that person from really trying to achieve, can we, can we unlock that? And can we unlock that with certain things that I do with, um, with psychologists and hypnotists as well? So just adding another element into just the mind. Cause I always say like, as a, as an athlete and just giving my story, you're looking at probably 80% of what you do as an athlete is probably mental. 20% is really about your ability and your talent. And it's like people say, the scientists, scientists, scientists say, listen, you're, um, you're, you use 95% of, um, of what you do is unconscious, right? It's, it's in your subconscious. So my thing, so yeah, so my thing is that why do we focus so much on the physical so much on what we're doing and not on the mind right so much on like train harder work harder work harder it's like well at some point you will say yeah I'm working the hardest I can't do anymore my body literally can't do anymore right but why am I not achieving what am I achieving it's like I'm practicing I'm practicing I'm, I'm like I know I'm good I know I'm good why I'm not achieving what I want to achieve and sometimes it's, it's just mental it's a mental thing there's a mental switch that helps you able to elevate to that to that next level and create um, instances where when it, when it matters, you're at your you're at your peak as well. And that's the key element. It's not just necessarily in a training session where nothing's at stake. I can put in the top corner 10 times, 10 times easy, but then it's like, okay, crunch time. Um, you're, at a, you're at a tryout, you're at a showcase game, you're playing against professional academy, um, you're playing to get scouted, you're playing for a new contract. Are you, producing that same level or are you are you more tense are you um, is your mind not 
there where it's like you're not at that peak level because you're you're anxious and you're nervous and there's like that fear that's that's kind of changed your limbs and all that kind of stuff. So right. those are the key other different elements that I kind of work with with, with players. Wow, yeah, your your wealth of knowledge on and experience of the 12 years has like truly paid off. And just like being on this call with you and the conversation that we're having is is truly amazing. Um and I like the 80-20, the 80-20 rule that you're talking about, how 80% is all mental and 20% is actually taking the action and doing it. I I just wanted to share with you really quickly, like one of my favorite books. You probably read this too, Thinking Real Rich, Napoleon Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I have I have read the book. It's all in the thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So sorry, this is off topic. I didn't wanna um I wanna respect your time. Uh, how much time did you have on the call with me? Did you want to? Uh, we're, we're, we're good for time. We're good for time for a good like half an hour, forty-five minutes. We're good. Okay, cool. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I seen this on Wikipedia too because I did my due diligence. Uh, what does it say? So, your process was a wait. Why is this it? Your process was a little bit more different, right? Yes. You you were twenty-one. Oh wait, sorry. I wanted to mention this too. I watched. Uh, the Innovation City video and the AS- ASM scholarship video too on YouTube. Okay. I watched those too. Okay. So, um, yeah, so you signed at 21 and you were able to do, uh, get your degree. Mm-hmm. So, and from what I remember in the, the conversation that you had um, in the video was that there wasn't a process like how they have in the States back in your time. They didn't have that same process. You were, and they still and they still don't. So in, so in like Europe it's different, right? Mm. Yeah, in Europe you don't go to college to go pro. In Europe you're either pro or not. So yeah. like you're in professional academies from the young, from 13, 14 years old. And then you when you get to 16, 17, probably 18, probably 17 to 18, you're like you're looking at signing your pro contract. So you're going from high school straight into professional. Uh, football, professional soccer, um, that, and that's the process in Europe. There's no, there's no college pathway. When you go to college, when you go to university in England, which I did, so I went to university at 18. There's like you either you either kind of go into university or you're kind of um, or you're kind of playing so- professional soccer. Yeah. So if you look at like the 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 legends of the games, the the, the British players like the the Rooney's, he 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 was playing at 16 years old signed a contract at Man U when he was 18, 19 years old, 30 million pounds or whatever it was at that age. Money, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like, um, so he was already, so he never had that kind of educational background. So my story was when I was a youth, I was never at a professional academy. So I was never, some of my friends, they were at Chelsea's, they were at Fulham's, they were at Watford's, the West Ham's, the London ones. But I was never at a professional academy. I wasn't good enough at that age group or I was just, it was just an oversight by by them, but I had I had a youth full of rejection. When I turned eighteen and I said I want to become a, um, and I still had that, that you know like every young boy right, he wants to be a professional soccer player, he wants to be a professional athlete, whatever. Um, so I still had that obviously in my makeup to say I want to do it. At eighteen, I remember saying to a lot of people, so I was working full time, um, I was in full time education, um, playing eleventh tier in England, so. Again, the system's different in England, right? So you have tiers. Wait, sorry. You said, sorry to cut you off. You said you were working full-time? Yeah, I was working. I was going to school? I was, 
I was working in a, I was working in a sports store. Full time, it was like probably like thirty hours a week. I was doing thirty to thirty five hours a week. Um, Full time edu- education, yeah. Um, about thirty five hours a week um, in terms of um, working in a sports store um, in central London and playing football and playing football. Okay. And then um, and so yeah, so and then it got to a point where it was just like. Um, at that at that level, I was playing eleventh tier. So I was playing adult football at seventeen years old, seventeen, eighteen. I was playing adult football, but it's like eleventh tier. So the system's different in England. There's no closed leagues, right? So you look at the Premier League, then you've got Championship, League One, League Two, then you've got National League, and then it goes down and down. And then the the carrot for all those leagues is like if you do well and you come in and you come top of that league, you can get promoted to the next level, right? And the ones that come bottom of the level above go down. So you've got a whole promotion relegation system. So the carrot for a young a young player who's playing at even 11th tier, he can still continually rise like a Jamie Vardy, for instance. He's kind of played every single level in England from non-league all the way up to Premier League and then playing national team. Yeah. I remember you were, so he, sorry, I remember you were saying that that was a special occasion, like that was a special situation because not that doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. It doesn't happen very often, and but it takes like a lot of grit, a lot of resilience, and a lot of hard work, and um, again, mentally, just being, just being ready, just being ready for that opportunity. So I, uh, when I graduated university, this year, just a week later, I'm on. I'm playing a game against Luton Town, which is my first club. I play centre midfield. I never played as a striker in my life um, prior to going pro. So I'm playing centre midfield. I think I play terrible. So I'm like, they're like kicking the boards afterwards. My chance is gone. Let me just go work. I had a job lined up outside of university. Like I'm done, whatever. They asked me to come back on trial. I'm like, I think they got the wrong person still. <laughs> so like, it was kind of that level. Wow. And then um, I come back on trial. Um, six weeks, I go to the, no, after a couple of weeks, I go to the assistant manager and say, listen, I'm jumping on train from London to Luton. Uh, which is about half an hour on train, takes me about an hour total to get there, walking a mile from the station to the ground to go train. I said, I can't afford to keep coming. I'm 21 years old, still living with my parents, but I said, listen, I can't afford to keep coming. He was like, take it or leave it. This is your opportunity. I was like, oh, damn, it's like that. I was like, wow. I was like, okay, 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 fair enough. Let me see, let me see where this goes. After a few weeks after that, they start paying my expenses, which like equivalent to like $50 a week. That just the cost of my like my, my public transport just to get to training every day. Yeah. I'm on I'm on $50 a week for eight months, but I'm playing in the first team. So I'm up and down the country, traveling in hotels. I make my debut um in a league game, got dragged after like 40 minutes because the referee friend like threatened to send me off. And this is me playing against 10,000 in front of 10,000 fans away to Plymouth. Um, manage to score a goal, and then you're looking at eight months on $50 a week playing in the first team, start just improving, 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 and to the point where it's like, I score a hat-trick in a league game. Mm-hmm. And these times, like, remember, like, I had never played striker in my life. And you were scoring goals. Prior to this time. Prior to this time, I never played striker in my life. They just converted me into a striker. They said, okay, you, you play up top, you, you're going to play as a striker. And then, like, they score a hat-trick in a league game, and then from there... Um, I was able to sign my contract for two and a half years. And were you still doing, were you finished school by that time? or and still I was finished school. I was finished school. Were you still working at that time or did you stop working? No, I stopped working. Stopped working. So your, your full-time job was just football? 
yeah, so like literally I was just giving it everything I got. I said, listen, I've got, I'm 21. Um, I've got, I'll give it a year. I'll just give it like whatever it takes um, to, to, and then I, obviously when they asked me to come back on trial, they were like, um, and I didn't know what was happening in terms of like, I was like, do they really want me? Yeah, they had like financial difficulties at the time as well. So the club was in administration. So the governing body wouldn't allow them to sign players. And so like, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep turning up till they tell me not to. I'm just going to keep turning up, keep turning up. And every day I'm there on time, but I'm taking public transport, jumping on train, walking a mile. I'm playing games. And then like, before I sign my contract, there's a couple of home games where I win man of the match. So I'm like MVP for that day. So I've got a bottle of champagne, a trophy, man of the match trophy, my boots on my back, and me and my friends are walking back to the station. Same thing, like walking to the station to go home. So it was like, uh, so fans used to see me on the streets and he like, eat up, yeah, just come, come, come and have a drink of us. So we like, you know what, I just gotta like mingle with the fans and stuff like that. So I think from there, like the fans just like, even even to this day, some of them just kind of um, just buzz with me just because just because of that. But again, it's just like, it's clarity of purpose. It's like, what do you really want? And, and then it's like, then are you going to go through the, are you going to go through all the, dramas the emotions the the vulnerability the lack of self-belief the lack of self-confidence and keep pursuing it despite all that and I think that's one of the things that allowed me to play for so long was that at that beginning stage even though at times it's like I wasn't I wasn't the most confident um I didn't think they actually wanted me um my self-belief was probably at sometimes on the floor especially after I made my debut I was like I'm done like this game's not for me whatever this is too quick all that kind of stuff and yeah, from there, I was just like, you know what? Um, I'm just going to keep turning up till they tell me not to. If they're not telling me not to come, that means they must still want me at some type of level or whatever. And I just kept improving. I just kept improving, kept improving. And then um, just got my head down, worked, worked, worked. And then just mental, mental wise, it's like, it's absorbing, right? It's absorbing the game. It's being engaged. I was engaged in training. I was engaged in looking what strikers do um, in terms of... Um, movement play what the manager liked in terms of the striker that was playing ahead of me um what what he did in what he did in games all that kind of stuff and I think that just being engaged is a key element because like if your mind's wandering if you're in training sessions right and your mind's wandering or I'm sure every every young student's been there you've been in class right you've been in class in school but your mind's wandering you're thinking about other stuff you're not engaged in that class so you're not really absorbing and immersing yourself in what you're learning because you're not engaged but once you're engaged just mentally and um, in what you're doing you're able to take things in subconsciously that um, it's not about thinking about what you're trying to do like later down the line then it just becomes absorbed into your into your subconscious and then it's, you allow it to to come out when it needs to come out and I think that's what happened it takes time it takes time to kind of rewire your 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 brain and rewire your, your muscle memories and all that kind of stuff but eventually if you're if you're engaged it, it, it just comes out naturally at some point and then I think that's what that's what happened to me at some point it just started to come out naturally and that's when I started playing my best my best soccer and that's what earned me the contract but it was the whole process and I, I needed that time I needed that time to develop yeah, and I could relate to that back in when I went when I went when I was in France for three months. I had nothing else on my mind. All I all I was doing was coaching, um, training, and playing games. So that's your, like that's the only thing you have to think about. That's the only thing you have to focus on and do and perform. So I I could relate to you on that. And 
I wanted to go back a little bit to, to the starting point of how you were feeling down and feeling bad about yourself and saying like, this is it, I'm gonna go work. So you're gonna leave this behind and you're gonna go work. So uh, if you don't mind me asking, mm-hmm. what do you believe in, do you believe in you know, the universe, God? Like, what do you, what do you believe in? Yeah, I believe there's a, there's, a, there's a higher power. There's something greater than myself. So um, that's, that's out there. And it's like, I, I actually, actually, during COVID, I wrote a, a small ebook called Unleash Your Soccer Potential that I send to a lot of my clients. And one of the things I, one of the things I say is that you got to recognize there's something greater than you. There's something greater than you that's here, right? And as I say, the, the stuff that happened in my life that got me to the point of getting that trial, yes, there were certain choices that I made. There were certain choices that I made specifically for me that says, okay, I'm trying to align myself with being a professional soccer player or just a professional athlete in general. So there's times at 18, I said, I, I stopped drinking. I stopped really going out as much. And I just kind of tried to hone the skill. So yes, there's certain things I did. There's other stuff that is out of your control. So the guy who became my agent, for instance, I met him when I was 17 years old and we played in the same team. This was before he even wanted to become an agent. Wow. He he then works on coming agent when they, when I'm like 20, 21 years old. He remembers me playing and said, Enoch, like, um, come down to this, come down to this, this game. I'm putting a game of semi-professional players to play against a professional team come down i remember we played together all that kind of stuff then like again that's something that you can't control that right mm-hmm. when i was 19 a lady comes to my training session um, when i was playing for wolves and constantine like 11th tier football she says you're about as tall as Vieira. i was like i don't know i've never met him but maybe and she's like come to these auditions it's for this part for a nike advert and you get paid this amount of money. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. Like not believing what she's saying. But I go to the auditions anyway. And then I get the part and they fly me to Rome for three weeks. And I'm, um, I'm, in, I'm, I'm a body double for Patrick Vieira in the 2002 World Cup Nike advert. And I meet the top 24 players under Nike at the time. Again, something that's out of your control. I didn't seek it out. I didn't go, um, I didn't like, Obviously, back then, probably Google wasn't wasn't as big as it is now. But back then, I wasn't like I wasn't on the internet looking for opportunities to go do a Nike advert. Something just came my way. I went to the auditions and I took the opportunity. Right. Right. So again, that's that's beyond my control. Yes, at a point, I have to take the opportunity. I have to go to the auditions and I had to do well in the auditions. I had to do well in in doing some tricks in 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 the fiber side. I had to do well in terms of doing just a couple of tricks. Um, in front of the camera by myself to get the pot, but that was out of my control. So there's so many things that's out of your control. There's so many things that's out of your control. But once you think, once you make a decision of what you want to do, once you start um, doing like having that clarity of purpose, certain things just align in your life that helps you go to that process of where you're trying to be. And I think that's beyond that's beyond you. That's beyond. Um, your capability of trying to control and i tell people it's like you can't control everything you can't control if you're if you're going to play every game if you get injured and all that kind of stuff but what you can control is your mentality at that point if you do get injured you can control your mentality if you're not playing you can sulk you can whine you can moan or you can go out and you can work harder and you can say okay this is just um this is just a blip or this is just um something that's telling me that um, I need to do something different to get where I want to go. Maybe it's not working harder. Maybe it's actually working less. Sometimes it's just working less. Sometimes it's not just working hard. People always think it's about working hard, working hard, working hard. 
Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes it's just having that mentality that you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right things. You have to trust in your process and trust in the process. And then things are going to happen for you when they're right. But you just have to be in the right condition to take that opportunity. Yeah. Um, and were you were you aware of of those things back in that time, that specific time, or is this something that you've just built up along your journey? Um, it's the, it, the funny thing is like there's an awareness of something greater than you. Right? I always had that. I was kind of raised as a Christian, um, raised in believing in God, believing in like there's a power beyond you, and just tapping into that power. Always had that throughout my whole life. So even like the point that I meditated since I was a kid. And I think meditation, again, is a, is a huge element of how I've achieved what I have achieved because I used meditation in just visualizing um, what I wanted to do and just seeing it in my mind's eye before I, before I went out physically and did it on the pitch. Yeah. Just stuff like that. All of that stuff helps. All of that stuff helps. But I think one of the main things I did when I was 18, and I don't know if this was banter or I don't know if this was like um, just, um, I don't know, at the time, but I said three things would happen. I was like, one, I'm going to play pro soccer. Two, I'm going to play for Nigeria national team. And that's like three, by the time I'm 28, Barcelona is going to put in a bid for me. Two out of the three did happen. So I was like, um, so I was just like, okay, um, I made a decision. I stuck with that decision. I kept talking about decision, that decision. I kept saying it again and again, even when people are telling me, oh, you're too old. You're like, you're, look, at, look at Wayne Rooney, he's 16. Michael Owen, these guys, they started at 16, 17 years old. You're, you're too old, it's too late for you. Everyone was telling me this, even to the point where it's like, um, people's like, yeah, your time's done. It's like, you're too old, you're not going to make it, all that kind of stuff. Um, and these are friends. These are like people that are close to you. You get me? These are like people that like, <laughs> like they're close to me saying like, nah, it's too late for you, man. It's, you're, you're finished, it's, it's, it's over. So it's like, um, but it's just having that in mind. And then, like I said, some of it was a bit of banter and some of it was actually making a decision. But then on top of that decision, I made um, sub decisions from that, like not drinking alcohol, not going out so much and try and train a little bit more, all that kind of stuff I, I, to align myself with what I, felt, what I felt at the time. I didn't know, but what I felt at the time was to be a professional athlete and be a professional soccer player. And I think now, uh, now as I've grown older, some of that, some of that is like um, critical in what I teach to the, to the kids. And everyone has their own story and everyone has their own path. And life is a little bit of trial and error, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying like you have to do what I did to make it. But what I'm saying is um, try to align yourself with what you believe. Because the thing is that if you believe something, you're able to obviously um, move forward in life um, because of that belief, right? If you don't believe something, so you may believe everything I say, and then you use every, all the techniques I use, all the stuff that I use to become a pro, and then that works for you and you become a pro, but only because you believe in my story, you believe in what I'm telling you and you believe in me. But if you didn't believe in me, no matter what I tell you, no matter what you try to incorporate into your routines, you're not gonna, it's not gonna work for you because you don't have no belief in it. So I think that's one of the things where it's like, um, I teach everyone has their own story. There's no one right, right way to, to make it. There's all different paths to the same destination and you just got to figure out your own path. And yes, I can help you figure out your own path, but I'm not saying my way is the be all and end all. I'm just saying that these are some of the tools that you could use and incorporate it into your, into your, into your routines and habits. Yeah, I agree hundred um, percent. Belief, aligning. It's like speaking back to the, well, I, I like the, the laws of the universe, speaking back to the universe. One of the things that I've been doing, like, right here on my suitcase packed. I've been practicing French, 
and I make it a, I make it easy for myself to work out. So that having the discipline to be able to train quickly and all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, even uh, just to share with you quickly, like before this call, I'm like, shit, I gotta get prepared. So I uh, woke up at 9 a.m., got ready, did some skipping rope, got the heartbeat up. I'm like, all right, get my workout in real quick. Uh, take a cold shower, prepare for the call, send you the link and all these things, right? So it's like that discipline. That, mm-hmm. uh, and even in the, in the shower too, I was just like preparing mentally, um, just like thinking about how the conversations go, what, I'm gonna, uh, what am I gonna say and all these things. But then I'm like, okay, let me relax. Let me just focus, get on the call. And, and enjoy myself, enjoy, enjoy this conversation with you and, um, you know, uh, gain value and provide value as well. I want to give you value as well too. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the ways that I was thinking about uh, providing value is that I, I'm not too sure if you've seen, but I wrote, I have two books. Mm-hmm. This one, I want to become a professional soccer player, the ultimate guide for a soccer player to go pro. Um, obviously I still have work to do. I got to make that a reality for sure. <laughs> But uh, right now I am selling ad space on LinkedIn. But mm-hmm. if you were interested, I could, um, if you could send me like a design or I could get a design done for you of, uh, of ad space, uh, a page, like a full page of advertisements inside of the book. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in that, I, I would love to do something like that for you. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the ways I want to provide value. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about too was... Well, actually, can I share my story with you real quick? Yeah, of course. Long, long story. Every story, is a, every story is a good story. Yeah. Long story short. Um, t- so 2018 was the first time I went to England. Well, not the first time. Actually, maybe probably the second time. But this was uh, a project trip for six weeks uh, through AMB Academy. And it was actually just the last game that we played where we had a whole bunch of scouts come out uh, through the organization. And this is the time where I told you Reading FC came out to, to watch us. So I started uh, the first half playing right wing and I was able to, to fully use my opportunity and actually put the ball in the net. Um, I think I only played the first half and then I came off second half and went back on. So I played around 70 minutes. So in that situation, I was, I was picked up from Reading FC, came back to Canada after the six weeks and then I talked to my coach. My coach said Reading FC was interested in you, a Champions League team, and uh, this is this is a good look. Something possibly could happen out of this. Long story short, it didn't happen for whatever reason. I guess this is a normal thing. I don't know too much about this, but it's a normal thing that they just go through players and they forget about them and then they move on. Yeah, there's like a, 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 there's a lot of competition. Yeah, a lot of competition for for players. So it's like um, they may be interested in you one time. Time moves. You yeah. see another player that's more suited. And then, of course, if you're coming in as an international and all that kind of stuff, there's all that, there's all that drama about international um, having to like um, be cost effective in terms of like maybe getting you digs, getting your like place to live, all that kind of stuff. So then you're competing against local people who has a place to live, all that kind of stuff that may be same level as you. So even if you're good enough, it may not be the right um, way for you to come in because someone that's just as good as you is a cheaper option. Right. For the club. So it's all those different elements that um, that can create um, the story. But obviously in your mind at the time, it may be like, damn, they just don't want me no more or whatever. So it's like you can use it as, um, as, a, as a negative or you can put a positive spin on it. So Because you, you don't know the reason why you wasn't brought back, right? 
Exactly. So again, it's just always about just how you reframe certain things that's happening to you. Yeah. So that's that's in England is what gave me the the full belief in myself. Like this is actually possible. I could actually do this. That's when I was in England. So that gave me the confidence, full confidence within myself. I said I could do this. This is actually a possibility. So then I continued. I became better. Worked on myself. And then 2019 came and another opportunity proposed themselves. It was in France, went to France for three months. And this is where I was fully immersed, engaged. And this was on me. I came back to Canada, supposed to get my visa, procrastinated, didn't get my visa to go back. I was on a division uh, five team and trying out for a division uh, for the first team, which is which was in division four, a club mm -hmm. called uh, LeMay. Mm -hmm. So I had a place, I had a team. Had everything and then I messed up the the manifestation of it happening because I self sabotaged it. Mm -hmm. So now that opportunity is gone. Um, because I would have been able to go back for preseason. Okay, but that's in the past. So now mm -hmm. moving on into the future, I'm about to turn 21 in April, April 4th. And I'm kind of like in the same situation as you, but not the same because you actually got your degree graduated and then went pro but i didn't go to school yeah. for uh specific reasons and just to share a little bit about that was just simply because i'm inspired and motivated by my uncle uh, uh jay waterman he's on linkedin as well he um he's involved in the blockchain but he does coding so he's a mm -hmm. so he's one of my mentors and okay that's where i get a lot of the powers from you know a lot of the confidence mm -hmm. and all these things because oh. of my knowledge um that he's shared and that I have went on to continue my journey on with that. So I know I'm rambling on here, but um, where I'm trying to get to is, That's cool. uh, so I, I know that I wanna become a professional soccer player and I, I've been putting it out there, like the books, I've uh, been talking about it. And now I'm like connecting with uh, more and more people um, to, to create a network, a strong network, um, and obviously create something out of this. Um, how do I say this? But yes. Okay. So now in the present time, what's going on now is that I have the opportunity to, again to go back to France, mm -hmm. which is a great opportunity. But I'm more so I want, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about this. I'm in a mindset now where I, I feel great. I feel good. I'm doing everything that I need to do. My diet, I'm healthy. Uh, yeah. I don't have any blockages. I've worked on those. Yeah. Um, so it's more so it's just like, I'm ready for the opportunity. It's just like, what would I say? It's actually doing it now. That's, that's, that's what it is. So. Yeah, I think, I think that's the, that's the main thing, right? So there's like, um, you can obviously mentally prepare yourself and there's this like this different planes of existence, right? So you can mentally, in your mind, you can mentally be prepared. You can be ready. You can be ready for an opportunity, ready to go out there, ready to work hard, ready to push yourself. Then you get into that opportunity. And then there's different elements that come into it, right? Not only um, mentally, because once you're going through the process, now there's like, um, you may have some fears and anxiety. Maybe it's like, oh shit, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. Or maybe I'm not as fit as I thought I was maybe i need to adjust certain things and then it's like but you have to be able just to adapt to any situation that's that's there for you so like i said it's like i didn't turn i didn't play striker till i turned pro 
So I just, I literally just adapted to a situation and learned and engaged. I was just engaged in that moment, engaged in those 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 times where I needed to learn to play out to play a striker. And I think those are the those are the key elements. So you can be in it because you have a mental existence, you've got a spiritual existence, then you've got the physical. Then your your physical has to match up with everything. So that's where you create that harmony, right, between your mind, body, and your soul. Once you create that harmony, you're able to move through different aspects of what you're trying to achieve. So then you have to you have to go into that situation and say, okay, mentally I'm ready, I'm prepared, I'm prepared, I'm prepared. I, I feel like I'm prepared physically. Then you get to that situation, and then you're like, there's other little there's other little subtle subtle elements to it that's going to kind of maybe change your even your preparedness for it because it's be like oh, shit, like now it's real. Yeah, it's in my mind. I know it's there, but now it's real. Now I have to do it. It's almost like saying. Um, like public speaking, for instance, right? You could be like, you could be scared about public speaking. You could be nervous beforehand. And then like you go on stage and you freeze or you go on stage and you knock it out of the park. So there's like, then there's, then they get to a point where it's like, okay, you may be prepared, you may be ready, but now you have to deal with the actual thing that's there right now. And I think that's where it's just like, you just got to be prepared to just adapt to every single moment. But once you're fully engaged, you, you see the opportunity. You're going to see the opportunity once you're fully engaged in that in that um, actual thing that's happening. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I never looked at it like that, but that's true. Mm. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. And I've seen it. I've seen it like um like so many times. It's like um. Like in my mind, like um, obviously before I turn pro, it's like, yeah, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll do this, I'll do that. Like I get on the field, I'll brought that man, I'll, I'll beat him easy, all that kind of stuff. And then it gets real, isn't it? And the guy's right in front of you now. And there's like, then there's no talk no more. It's not about talk, it's about it's about doing it, right? Actually. And that's where and that's where it's like um and that's where it's like um maybe so maybe the first time. So if, if I'm saying like I'm quicker than someone or I'm just um I'm, I'm I can beat that defender every single time, right? And then the first minute of the game, the guy absolutely takes me out, um, beats me to the ball. And I'm like, whoa, he's quicker than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Or he's better than I thought he was. Then it's like, mentally, can you adapt to that situation? Or mentally, are you going to be like, he's actually better than me and I can't get past him? That's the that's the key element is that when you're in it, when you're in that moment, then it's like, then it becomes real. And then it's like, can you adapt to that moment? Even if he beats you one time, there's one thing all managers just say is that first challenge, first, when the ball's up in the air for the header, win that ball, because then you have the ascendancy straight away. Because now now the other player's going to be like, okay, whoa, this guy's up for the game. It's like, whoa, this guy's good in the air. Maybe I have need to adjust my game to him. And that's where it's like, when it gets real, when it's in, when you're in that, when you're in that game, you're in that moment, or you're in that training session, or you're in that trial, or you sign for the team, and now you're in you're in a new environment, then it's just adjusting to that new environment and adapting. And I think one of the things like I keep telling people, and I think COVID has shown this to everybody, is like one, nothing's certain, and two is like, can you adapt even if it's like even if it's a negative occurrence? Can you adapt to what's happening? And I think if you're able to do that, if you're able to adapt to different things that's happening and different subtle energies around you, that's how you're able to really navigate and go from next level to next level to the next level. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful right there. So, so um, what were what are three what are three tips that you would give uh, to someone like myself? Three tips. I'd be like um, just. Um, 
see it, see it in your mind's eye. Um, I say visual, visualization is a, a key element. Um, again, one of the things that if you look at science, um, and I'm sure you've, you've read these in books, the brain can't tell the difference between what's real and what's imagined, right? So if you can, if you can wire your brain to say to see something as real, even though it's imagined, even though you just visualize it, and once you get out onto the field, it's like um, it's, it's it's just going to be natural instincts taking over, and that's the key element. Because once you're once you're thinking too much about your game, you're already a couple seconds too late. You don't want to be thinking about your game. You just want to go out and play and play natural. Yeah. So visualizations is a great, I think, is a is a great element. Um, of um, just um, getting that, getting to, getting to that level where you see it in your mind's eye, and then you're able just to naturally do it while you're in that moment, and adrenaline's kicking in, and all that kind of stuff of just playing and training. Um, another tip I'd say, um, <clears throat> another tip I would probably say is just kind of like adapting again, adapting just to circumstances, reframe circumstances. So a quick. Um, like I kind of mentioned my debut, right? My debut, I, I, was, I was taken off after 40 minutes. Referee said he's going to send me off. At that point, um, right after the game, I was like, I was devastated. Like I was like, confidence was on the floor. Self-belief was gone. I was like, okay, maybe this game is not for me. I had all those thoughts, right? Then after a while, after maybe a week or so, I started to reframe it. And I was like, hold on, let me reframe this. One thing is I said, I wanted to be a pro soccer player. I just made my debut in the third division in England, having never been at a professional environment in my life, win. The manager had faith in me to start me in a game when I've only been in a professional environment three months. I was in a professional environment three months before I made my debut. Away to Plymouth, almost 10,000 fans in the stadium. He had faith in me, big win. Uh, just going out there and just, and just performing and just being in that environment and, Achieving something that I said I wanted to achieve, again, huge win, huge win. And it's just kind of recognizing those little, those wins that's going to happen, but it may not seem like a win. I think once you, once you, once you have that in your locker, and once you have that as, a, as something that you, you can reframe certain things, again, you can take the positive side of stuff and then, and then keep moving forward. Otherwise, you're going to keep dwelling on negative. And then once you keep dwelling on negative, you get into a spiral. And then it's going to affect your game. And then I've seen a lot of players just fall out the game just because they had more talent than me, but they weren't able to rewire negatives into positives for themselves and then just keep pushing on. And you could probably see this clear. Do you see any any negative in or uh, falling backwards in anything that I'm saying? Or no, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying in general. I think it's a is a is a is a is a huge element of trying to recognize like kind of um kind of just kind of where you are and then just being and just being able to adapt and then once you're able to reframe once you're able to reframe negative um just negative neg just negative things because negative things are going to happen like being a professional athlete is a is a roller coaster of emotions and it's like you're going to like even just the whole reading thing right you kind of reframe that that was great you reframed it as like okay actually i can do this i can actually get further uh, and play but in that instance, it could be deemed as a negative because they didn't come back in for you and you didn't go back. True. So you could have you could have dwelled on that element of it rather than saying, actually, I played against them. I played in that in the pro environment in the UK and now I actually believe in myself. Now there's that thing where there's that whole faith versus belief. 
now you have confirmation. And once you have confirmation in certain things that you're doing, it builds on belief. So when you're confirming something in the physical, in real life, it builds on your belief. And then you just keep building on that belief. And then eventually you get to your destination. But the first thing is obviously stepping out in, in, in faith and just going out and trying to do it. Because if you don't try nothing, you ain't getting nowhere, right? right. So I think, yeah, so I think it's just like, yeah, can you, I always say my kind of motto in life is like there's only blessings and blessings in disguise. Right. So um, there's, I can tell you multiple stories just throughout, throughout my career where I had to use that and kind of reframe negatives and like real negatives into um, not just like, someone beating you, um, someone being cooking in you and, and all that kind of stuff in the game and, and instantly reframe it. But like big things where at one point doctors say, I may, I may never play football again. How do, I, how do you reframe that? And I think those are the key things that's able to be able to move through through your careers and what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, third thing I would always say is just like, um, just keep turning up, keep turning up for yourself. Um, whatever it is that motivates you to do what you're doing or whatever it is inside you that drive that makes you want to become a professional soccer player just keep turning up for yourself just keep turning up and then eventually um, you'll you'll get an opportunity where um, it's able to propel you to where you want to be right yeah wow I mean I want to ask you I'd love to have you as my mentor like (laughs) I, okay, we're just on like the call, but the amount of information and knowledge that you're sharing with me, it's just like, it's really, it's really unlocking, I'm going too far off with this, but it's really, it's to simply put it, it's really helping me. Mm -hmm. So I know you have the, I know you have the programs as well. I'll get into that. Um, How much are your, how much are your sessions? Um, so I, I do um, I do it different because I always say it's like um, it's a period of time that I probably need to work with someone um, that's going to really um, really develop them going forward, right? Yeah. So um, I want to like I I only I only kind of work with like I will try to work with just a few people um, in this in in that period because I want to give them like everything. So everything I have to make sure that they can get to that to that next level. So I keep it at, at minimum. So I usually have a, I have a three month program, which is kind of like less intensive, and then I have like a six month program. Um, some of it was like live mentoring course. So the three month program will include include stuff like just goal getting guides, um, like just creating routines. Which some of these things I know you've done already because obviously you have like a, a morning routine and stuff like this. That's that that helps you. Number five is like a um, kind of. Um, one of the things I add with it is the kind of the mentoring calls and um, the Zoom calls and add like guided meditations to the to this stuff, like and visualizations. I, I build like this whole kind of um, I call it like a moving um, like a moving visualization board um, that I build for players as well. So based on what they want, always based on what they want, getting them into that frame of mind. We're using kind of like certain affirmations. You're using like like pictures just of yourselves in environments, all that kind of stuff to help just you watch every day and you just build that positive energy every single morning and night, positive energy. Um, so the three month program runs about um, 3K and the six month program runs about 5K. Um, again, if you don't need everything, I can, like I said, everyone's an individual. So you may not need everything I'm offering, 
Yeah. But I just, I'll just work it out with this. If it's just the mentoring, I just work out a price just for the mentoring. If it's, um, if it's just certain elements of the thing, of the package that I built, like I said, remember I said I had psychologists, I had hypnotists, like three sessions, three one-hour session and that. So, um, yeah, so I'll just build it as the person wants, basically. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's good to know. Um, yeah. So you're, you're an agent as well. Um, do you still do that or are you still an agent right now? Yeah, yeah I, work, I work with an agency um, in the UK. Um, so we, we, like, I don't do as much as the agency work. Um, I do have that as a title, but I work with a lot of players within the agency. So um, again, it's just, it's just one of the things is getting that kind of, um, if I need to, if I need to pick up a phone and speak to a manager or speak to a coach, um, especially in terms of, like players within the agency, then I'm, I'm able to have kind of have those conversations if I need to, you know? Yeah. And how does that process work? You just make the call. Like if you think the player is a suitable or good enough, you just make the call and you say, Hey, I have a guy or how does that whole process work? Um, in terms of like players, it's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you kind of look at what the club needs. So the, if the club needs a winger, the club needs that. Again, there's a difference between youth level and then obviously first team level, right? So some clubs will be still recruiting in terms of their U23, their U19s with the potential to go into their first team. So you see a lot of clubs do that. Again, the whole American system is completely different, right? You don't really see that as much. In terms of let, let me recruit for my youth team, 18 years old, with a, with, a, with a view of him coming into my first team in two to three years. So it's, it's having that long-term picture. A lot of clubs in Europe don't, like, do do that. So it's like, um, so some players like that, some players is like obviously just straight into the first team. So um, so we, yeah, we just work with players and, and that regards. And then it's like, um, then after obviously the all the experience I've had playing, I offer that to, to the players under the agency as well. And then one of the things I'm actually doing is building that whole element of, recruitment for so we have like a program called Carnegie International Soccer Academy yeah. which is um, Leeds United FC and Leeds Beckett University Leeds United the team I played for Leeds Beckett where I did my masters yeah. in finance so uh, we've put a program together just mainly for like American kids to come over, come over and get elite soccer development plus getting the degree for over nine months instead of the three months um, of the season that they have in America and they get to showcase against professional academies. So again, they get the opportunity to see the level, understand the level. And then like, um, yeah, then they have the opportunity at the end of that to see if we can get tryouts, exit trials, clubs in Europe, clubs back back in their homeland in the US as well. Okay. Yeah, that sounds really good. Um, uh, can I send you um my YouTube highlight? And I have another I have another video file, but let me see how long it is. It's probably like a minute long, maybe a minute thirty. This one was in England. Quality is horrible, but I think there's a there's some good play in it though. Um, but I wanted to send it to you. And would you be able to look at it and just tell me what you think, honest, honest opinions, like raw? Roof. Do you have, do you have um, full game video? Mm. Do you have any full game video? 
No, not one that I have my my hand on right now. No. Okay, cool. Well, I send me the highlights. I have a look. But I like I like to watch the full game video. Um, just like um, kind of skim through full game videos because obviously it gives it gives a more rounded view of the performances. Um, so again, in just in terms of that recruitment element, I, I some coaches will be lazy and just say, okay, they look at the five minutes or the couple minutes and say, yeah, he's good. But I like to look at kind of full game videos just to see that, that an overview of, of like uh, of the performance as well. But uh, but yeah, definitely, I'll, I'll have a look at the highlights and I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll validate and give you feedback. Um, are you still in Miami right now? I live in Naples, Florida. Like where? Naples, Florida. It's on the so Miami's on the east coast of Florida and Naples is on the west coast. So it's about it's about hour forty five minute drive away from Miami. Mm, how far would that be? I'm from, back and forth. How far would that be from Florida, Lauderdale? I think. I like an hour, 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 ten minutes from Fort Lauderdale. Because mm. my my dad, my, Miami's <laughs> here, Fort Lauderdale's there, and then Thingy's all the way down here, like Naples it's across. Yes. So you kind of yeah. Is it hot down there right now? It's hot, right? Yeah, it's like it's in the 90s, like 80s, 90s. Yeah, how's the COVID situation there? Uh, Florida's been open the whole time. <laughs> there's no, there's no COVID in Florida. <laughs> crazy in Canada, crazy. insane in crazy out here. But yeah, you guys have a, you guys have a crazy population, and, and you guys are open. And over here, our population is like 32 million together. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah like, there's COVID here, but like. The governor here is like everything's open. People are going out. People are going to restaurants. People are just enjoying life in Florida. And all the people, all the snow bunnies have been coming over, and it. it's like, yeah, we're moving to Florida. We're gonna stay in, stay in Florida for the time being. Okay. Did you want me to? Can I email you, or did you want me to send it on LinkedIn? You can email me. Um, it's info at globalsoccerpathways dot com. Info info at sorry, what was that? at globalsoccerpathways.com. Okay. Yeah, Enoch. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for connecting with me. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's no problem at all. Um, yeah, I'll send you, I'll send you information of what I do um, in terms of like, um, or it'd be like a, just a PDF spread of kind of my whole, um, my, the, the program. I, I work with like with pro players. I work with like student athletes. So um, mm-hmm. I'll send it to you and then you just have a look, see what, see what you want to do. And then, um, yeah, we just, we just can connect, you know. Um, I'll send you my, my number as well. So you can just, you can have that as well. Okay. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Um, you never answered me on the mentor, being my mentor. Would you be interested in being my mentor or? Sure, we uh, like um, like we can we can definitely discuss that as well. No problem at all. Okay, cool.